What's going on everyone? This is Beer Rap and Banner at Beer Rap Bants, episode 67. Myself, Ben English, at IngsLT, at Beer Rap Bants. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe, share a friend. Yep, share, tell a friend, and it is your boy Cal Sirius as well, at Cal Sirius, if you want to get me on the socials, if you know how to spell it, cool, if you don't, well, that sucks for you, and <laughs> right now, we are on episode 67 with a special guest today, he is a professional, a professional rhymer, and a professional with what he does outside of, of making music, uh, he's actually a medical doctor, you know, he's a guy I've known for a very long time, quality musician, pure rap and banter. I'd like to introduce you to Chima Anya. How are you doing today, Chima? I'm very great. Thank you very much for inviting me on your prestigious uh, podcast, Beer Rap and Banter. I'm so pleased to be here. Thank you so much. We appreciate you, man. Thanks for coming on. Um, so this is this guy now. Obviously, everyone is at home once again. We're staying in. Make sure you stay home, you stay safe, and you get your exercise in. Uh, hopefully, we're helping people throughout the week, either on their commute, if you're going out, if you're a key worker. Big shout out to you. We, we applaud you. Uh, props to you. Uh, if you're at home doing whatever you're doing with the family or missus or husband or partner and you know don't forget to subscribe don't forget to share this with your friends uh, we got Chima on here today he's going to be talking about his music and also uh his work and how he's getting on with everything that's, that's going on around us um so Chima man just, just tell us a bit about yourself um how you got into rap music um so yeah so like you say I'm a I like you introduced me as a quality musician I do consider myself a musician uh, I first got into like rap music around 93 or something, you know what I mean? Salt and Pepper on the radio, you know, saying kind of like, uh, what a man. And I just remember being captivated by, you know, someone just slick talking, you know, I like to talk a lot. So, um, but it wasn't really till like 97 when I got my first hip hop album that was Mace Harlem World. And I just fell in love with it, you know what I mean? So I, from that point, I just went back over you know did the did the history <clears throat> did the original golden era you know i mean late 80s 90s then what i consider the golden era like early 90s you know what i'm saying and since then i've been a lifelong hip-hop fan and i don't know i find most people that really love hip-hop tend to give it a go do you know what i mean they'll either be a break dancer or a dj graffiti or of course the the fifth element, which is knowledge. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I, I like yeah. I like the way you actually had to bring that in because that's the kind of forgotten element that a lot of people probably don't really know exists. Nah, you're right. You know, hip hop. Big part of hip hop was like teaching, te like teaching, like KRS One, one of the most legendary MCs ever. You know what I mean? Like knowledge rules rule supreme of everybody. Do you know what I'm saying? Like so. Yeah, it's just it's just me, man. It's just in my soul. It's in my heart, and I just started doing it. I was terrible when I started, to be honest. Like I'm not. I, I put my hands up and say I'm not someone that's like naturally uh, talented at this. Like it's just because I've done it for so long, um, and now I I'm killing it. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So that's how I got into it. And, you know, when somebody's just like uh, part of you, you just keep doing it. You keep finding ways to get involved. And uh, thankfully, you know, here I am like 15 years later, 
still putting out albums, you know what I mean? Still still performing quarant when the quarantine, you know what I mean, was <laughs> I mean like man was still on them stages, still DJing. Still putting in that work. You know what I'm saying? So just grateful, man. Definitely. So like sorry, Ben, I just wanted to really uh, touch on that uh theme of hard work beating talent. Um, which I think is quite dope. Like um how a lot of the time people think somebody is just kind of blessed and born with a certain particular set of skills, that's what makes them so great. Um, mm. But, you know, I think it's good to highlight that sometimes you can just work really hard and, and, and be successful. But, yeah, with um, not being able to perform, uh, do you think maybe uh, you could try and utilise technology? Um, I'm seeing a lot of people these days doing stuff remotely, doing stuff performing um, on webcams and <clears throat> uploading sort of like digital things for their fans. Do you think maybe you could try and do something like that? I'm hoping to. I'm hoping to. I, I don't think the technology is quite there yet. I, I find like a lot of live stuff. Um, if you're trying to get like the real, because music's about feel as well, right? And you know, and you can't really get the feel through your little like MacBook speakers. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, and 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 then the lag between the latency issues that you have. Um, I definitely, but I definitely think that. It's something that they that they will have to develop now in this era, and um, it, it's sort of fun and interesting trying to challenge your yourself to come up with ways to keep your audience like engaged in what you're doing in a musical way. You know, aside from the you know the usual social media antics, but to put out something musical um, that is uh, uh, interesting. You know what I'm saying? Definitely, man. Um, you said about sort of knowledge as being part of uh, hip hop culture, and we've found with your music, you're definitely dropping knowledge. You definitely have a message to share with people. Um, and your new your new project with uh, Soul Chef, sort of just talk about your latest project, how that came about, and how important it is for you to to say something positive or to share a message to the listeners. Yeah. So, like I said, knowledge, the fifth element. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a doctor as well, and I feel like doctors ultimately. It's, it's not even about the, the drugs. It's about sharing the information with the people about how to keep people healthy, you know, and, and the most powerful things really are <clears throat> your lifestyle, for example, you know what I'm saying? And like your, your mental state, you know, and, you know, exercise, things like that. So, yeah, in, in, in my album with Soul Chef, it was really interesting because um, actually most of the album we recorded years ago, like 2015, 16, but um, we didn't really, it wasn't really the right time to put it out. But then mm. when, when we went back and we looked at the, all the tracks, they all had a theme, right? They all had the theme. And this is where it gets like a bit twisted because I always need to look up the, the track lists for my album so I can remember. They, it all said like a, a, a sentence, all right? And the sentence was, don't be afraid. And this, these are the tracks on the albums. Don't be afraid of tomorrow. Soon you will find your way. Um, stay grateful and always be available. Do you know what nice, I'm saying? Nice, nice, yeah. And it was like, so it was interesting because some of those song titles we didn't have. And so when I was developing the concept for the album, I was like, which words would make this sentence full? You know what I'm saying? And then, so for example, You Will was missing. And so I made a song called You Will, which was obviously about, you know, um, it's like if, when you don't have the confidence, 
that you're going to do something. It's like, don't worry, you will, you will, you will. You know what I'm saying? And then, uh, and then, which other ones came? I think you will is my favorite joint on the album. Actually, that's a, that's an amazingly powerful um, piece of uh, almost like motivational kind of kind of yeah. rap. Uh, you're you're yeah. like the Goggins of the UK rap right now, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So, um, and then always be. So that was another phrase that wasn't in the initial tracks. So I was like, I made a track about always be, which is about like. Um, you know, longevity and, and quality are uh, really lasting longer than, you know what I'm saying? Like people are putting out these cheap, cheap 20 pound trainers that loads of people are, are buying, you know what I mean? But you know, they're done after two or three, two or three, you know, you wear them two or three times, they're done. I got Tim's from 2002 that are still looking fresh, bruv. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> so <clears throat> yeah, so that was it. That was it. It was all, it was all like the themes all came together uh, so chef, and it was about like being the right time. That's that's where the concept of no pressure comes from, actually, because it was like there was this pressure to put music out, put music out, or or even like, oh, why would we put out songs that we made five years ago? Well, actually, those songs have proved proven that they've stood the test of time. So it's like no pressure. Whenever these songs come out, they're gonna come out. You know what I'm saying? Like that was kind of the theme there as well. And also by us waiting a little bit, like Soul Chef's skills had evolved. You know what I mean? So he was taking, I was, you know, uh, sending him like the dry acapellas, and he could mix them in ways that he was happy with. Like maybe five years ago, you know, he was he would be stuck with the acapella that my my um at then uh uh engineer was mixing and even though that my engineer was fire it wasn't really something that so chef was like really really that ecstatic about so that's where the kind of no pressure like things will happen when they happen kind of uh theme came from and it's all in the album you know what i mean together Nice. It's a really solid project, man. We really recommend all our listeners go check it out on all streaming platforms um, with uh, yourself and Soul Chef. Some real uh, smooth production, man. Like real good, good hip hop music mixed down beautifully, sounding proper. Um, so go check that out. Um, moving on, like in the past, man, you've worked with legends like Jest and Soweto Kinch. Um, you just want to touch on sort of your history coming up when you first started writing and you were putting in the work and you was you was in Birmingham, right? Am I right? You were studying yeah. up there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I studied medicine at Birmingham University. Shout out Sally Oak, obviously. And then um, so when I was studying there, obviously, you get involved in the music scene there. And I met a guy called Taharka, who I have to mention. Shout out Taharka, Brum, hip hop legend. Shout out Eat Good, Sunny Jim, Cosine, all that man. You know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah, so Tahaka invited me to a, an event, and this event was run by legendary, you know what I mean, mobile winner, etc., uh, international superstar Soweto Kinch. You know what I'm saying? And Soweto's just, he's mad love, you know what I'm saying? It was, he, 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 he just saw how I was putting it down and then in, invited me to um, come and do some like shows uh, with him. He used to do this event called um, Live Box. A, a venue called uh, The Drum, which which was in Aston. I don't think it's there anymore, but yeah. So that's how my relationship with Soweto formed. And then when it came down, came time to do my debut album, you know what I mean? It was just all love, like threw me a verse, uh, sick track called New Day. Do you know what I mean? And then um, how I hooked up with Jest was I, I, record, I recorded with um, a guy called Kimo or, or Te Telemachus, as he now calls himself. Um, 
and uh, him and Jess, I think they own the studio together. So Jess would be just floating around in, in my studio sessions. Now that's that was mad in itself. You know what I'm saying? As such a big fan of of UK hip hop at the time. You know what I mean? Obviously, I was a big fan of stuff like Brain Tax, um, YNR, Task Force, Jest. Do you know what I mean? Higher Plains Drifter to me is like one classic, of, classic. Right? That's classic hip hop, full stop. Not even classic UK. It's like classic hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. so he was just in the session, man's buzzing, and then I'm seeing, yo, he kind of likes this. You know what I mean? He's like saying, yo, 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 this is kind of dope. I see that this, this definitely has potentials. So For me, being like a fearless twenty-something-year-old, you know what I mean? Completely inappropriately, it's like, yo, bruv, let's do a tune, innit? You know what I'm saying? Uh. And um, he was down. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah, cool. And and then and then that's when I I got to see like he wrote his his verse in the session, I I'd never really seen that before. I was like I was just assuming that people, you know what I mean, especially because his stuff is so intricate and so like poetically like vivid. I was like, um, it, it must be something that he spends hours toiling over. But now it was just in the session, just came so natural, and and nice. the tune is a banger. It's called It's the Manor. I mean, check it out, you know. Go check it out, go check it out. Um, so how are you finding balance in sort of your work with your music as well? Um, and you, you're a doctor. What, what made you want to become a doctor first and foremost? And then how are you finding this balance with, with work and, and life and music? Yeah. <clears throat> so I ain't going to lie. The doctor thing, completely, it was just like, you know, uh, my dad's uh, Nigerian. I mean, and if you know about Nigerians... Their children only have three choices. You either be a doctor, a lawyer, or an accountant. You know what I mean? And I was good at science. I kind of, I'm into that. I'm a bit, I'm a geek. I'm a complete geek. I'm a complete nerd. So the science meant that I had to be a doctor. But thankfully, it, it, it was the right thing for me. Do you know what I mean? Because I love, I love knowledge. I love biology. Like the human body is fascinating, etc. So that's how I became a doctor. And then luckily for me... Um, the I'm a GP, and being a GP is a very flexible job. Like you know, I can choose how many sessions I do. So I I made a conscious decision to um, do sessions, not too many. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I was just bogged down all the time. Mm. And I work at a very progressive thinking uh, practice. Shout out Villa Street Medical Center, Elephant and Castle. Make some noise. Do you know what I mean where they recognize that actually it's good for someone to have outside interests uh, because it makes them more efficient. Like a happy worker is a good worker, essentially. So um, they give me the space. Like for example, in 2018, I went on tour with this um, reimagine project that we did. We did the um, we we did a Biggie's first album. Uh, ready to die with uh, an orchestra. I know you guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't see me do the, you know, inverted commas. It, basically, it was just, uh, you know, it was it was a, a cover, but it was it's, sick. It's kind of an orchestra, man, because it's like it's a band. Bro, no, it's a, it's a band. It's a band, yeah. Three violins and three... <laughs> not an orchestra, bro. Come on, man. They completely falsely sold that. You know what I'm saying? It's a string section, dog. Three violins is a string section. Okay, is that an orchestra, though? It's a string section, and then you've got a lead guitarist, <laughs> and then you've got a bass guitarist. Like, come on, man. And then I think at your show, you had a, somebody on a saxophone, maybe? 
Yeah, yeah, you had a brass section, but that's come on. on. You got a brass uh, section, you got a string section. Come on, son. That's that's I you got guitars? That's that's an orchestra. Uh, that sounds I, dope. That sounds dope. Because I know Cal, you did the Wu Tang one, right? Cal did the Wu Tang one. Yeah, I did, I did the Wu Tang tribute show, and um, I came down to chill with Chima and the squad. Uh, shout out to uh, Johnny Voltic. Uh, he's uh, he's he's one oh, yeah. of the main players uh, in kind of like putting those um, uh, shows together. Um, and and he's a really dope rapper, really nice guy as well, man. Um, we should probably holler at uh, Johnny one day as well. But yeah, um, real, yeah I, I remember coming to uh, to kind of chill with those guys backstage and. Um, Chima, man, you were absolutely killing it. Like, you had the light show popping and, you know what I mean, with all the uh, the musicians going down at XOYO where the acoustics is just incredible. And, yeah, you really rock the show. You can tell, like, that you are you actually love performing. Like, you're a true, natural-born performer. I think out of probably you and Skillet are probably the two rappers I know that just love performing the most. Yeah, man, definitely. Performing is a big part, big part of me and... Um... And I would say a strong point for me, to be honest, like uh, as, as much as it pains me to say, like I always get like a lot of stronger response from my live shows than my recorded music, which has been, a, you know, something that has upset me. But, you know, you got to embrace your strengths, you know what I'm saying? And and I think that the recorded music is starting to catch up with the live live performances as well. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. How do you find how do you find like this pandemic then recently has affected sort of the release of music or your live shows or anything? How have you found the, the recent COVID-19 stuff going on? Yeah, I mean, well, without a doubt, it's just obvious. Like, every musician now is on their knees, bro. You know what I mean? Like, no one's got gigs. We can't do gigs. It's such a massive uh, way of promoting yourself. It's such a massive way of generating income. I DJ as well. Like, you know, um, again, another way of generating income and, and, and getting your stuff out there and getting people familiar with you. It's just, it's really hard, and not only that, in terms of social media now as well, it's like weird. The algorithms I don't feel are really geared for musicians. It's more geared for like coronavirus memes. Mm. You know, like you know, I, you know, I've had like agencies hollering me asking me to make, you know, content, but it's got to be coronavirus. Uh, you know, coronavirus. Yeah, it's got to be coronavirus related. You know what I mean? And um, I really don't like what the algorithms have done with the coronavirus, man, because it's just, you know, you can't, I can't go on my Facebook or my Twitter without just fanning the flames of anxiety. Like, mm. all, so like two nurses in their thirties died or Italy, they have had a thousand deaths in a day or, you know what I mean? Like that's the kind of stuff that the algorithms are posting up. They're not really posting up like, you know, uh, independent artists doing interesting things, you know what I'm saying? So, it, obviously, the pandemic is is, 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 is bad news for, for yeah. everyone, full stop. What, um, what, uh, what advice would you have, sort of, for our listeners? Because I know we have self-help and mental health and, and well-being. So, what, what jewels, what gems would you drop, just for people listening, um, stuff that they may not know or they may already know? Just, just simple things. Sim- simply, like, really limit your social media 100% like you if you're on that constantly the way the algorithms are working all you're gonna get popping up is uh content clickbait content that will drive your anxiety so number one I would say limit it number two realize a lot of this stuff you know I mean these these um you know these 5g conspiracies they are not real there's no evidence it doesn't matter how 
how famous the person you 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 know how much you believe in the person that's posting it a lot of these conspiracy theories and stuff are not real and they're not helpful so you know try and make sure that the information you're getting is coming from a reputable source and not some like whatsapp video you know what i'm saying oh yeah so like limit that you know um and and simply limit it i think is the best thing i've had to do it because for me it drives me crazy like you know i'm on all the doctor social media and the, some doctors as well are going on mad posting up mad things that are just getting people wow. more, more <laughs> getting people even more upset more like delirious about the whole thing and that's not what we need we need cool heads uh, you know we've got a plan we've got a good plan stick to it you know what i'm saying so yeah definitely i think also another thing a lot of people a lot of companies are doing free um like apps like like so for example for the first time ever i've started doing meditation and i think it's helpful there's an app out there called the um the balance app um and and they do like free meditation for you which i've started doing which i found helpful to really drive down my anxiety and stress levels so actually there's some good things that have come out a lot of these apps now are free etc so i would definitely search one of those and uh, you know we've got a bit of time definitely devoting some time to uh meditation or cbt cognitive behavioral therapy uh, there are free apps out there for us to use you know what i mean i'm a big fan yeah, of cbt you know um I do think CBT is like, um, it's maybe not something that's uh, in the mainstream out there for everybody. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's a lot of resources out there, but I just don't think everybody, like your general person in the street, actually is aware of what's going on with cognitive behavioral therapy. Yeah, cognitive definitely. behavioral therapy. And um, yeah, I, I, do, I do think there is um, definitely some benefits in that, and that is quite easily accessible as well. Yeah, yeah, so that, that's another great thing. Yeah, man. I mean, as long as our people listening are making sure they're talking to someone, making sure that they're checking in on people. I know a lot of, a lot of people are using Zoom and they're using um, House Party. Just last night I had it with some friends drinking and just playing games and just talking to people and also allowing one another to blow off steam. Like often you, the people you work with, you can talk shop or you can go for uh, you can go for a drink, or go for, just chat to them at lunch, and you can just get it all off your chest. So you're not taking that energy back with your home to your partner. Um, yeah. So I think it's important that you're 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 ringing your your work colleagues, or not just messaging them, because we come we're now in a culture of WhatsApping and social media where we're not talking to one another, especially as men, we're not phoning each other. Um, so now use the WhatsApp, FaceTime, use use uh, all the video calling, and, and talk to your mates and then get it off your chest, and then you have that release, and then you can concentrate on yourself and your family as well, because I know it's testing times. Um, so, yeah, make sure you're getting that exercising, getting that running. Um, it's a beautiful day today, so hopefully people are, you know, make it, making the most of the, of the good weather, but not 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 going out willy-nilly, you know. We don't want people to, to go out unnecessarily. Yeah, definitely. Take, uh, take vitamin D. Everyone should be taking vitamin D supplements. You, they're, they're, they're really easily accessible from the shops. It's what we advise everyone, to be honest. The government advised everyone should be taking vitamin D supplements. Vitamin yeah, my, my doctor told me once that I had a vitamin D deficiency, and it's a very common thing over here because we don't get that much sunlight. That's correct. 
Right. We did yeah. have a bit of banter about it as well. She was saying, um, oh, you know, I wish I could just uh, prescribe everybody a holiday to Spain because that would <laughs> fix the uh, the issue right there. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Well, Do the tablets really work, though? Can you just take, like, a bloody supplement and, and instead of actually getting sunlight? 100%. 100%. And you know what? It's about the only supplement you will hear me saying people should take because a lot of it is just making money, you know what I mean, off people who are into, like, conspiracy theories and stuff like that. But vitamin D is definitely one that, that is worthwhile, and um, I would strongly recommend everyone, you know, next time you do your one one weekly shop that you're allowed, <laughs> yeah, go down the aisle, pick up some vitamin D, 1,000 units, uh, you know, one tablet or even two tablets a day, and it's good for your immune system. There you go. Words of advice from the doctor right there. Thank you, man. Um, can you give me some advice on how to uh, get my muscles all jacked up and, you know, get that, <laughs> get that get look buff. for summer, I man? Think, you know what I mean? I think, I think what you're looking for is a personal trainer. A lot of the stuff that those guys are doing is unhealthy, bro. I'm not going to lie to you. A lot of these pre-workouts with 1,000 milligrams of caffeine in and and God knows what else. Steroids, obviously, big no-no. You know what I mean? You're talking about a personal trainer, bro. You know what I mean? You're not talking about a doctor. Bro, I was chatting to a guy in pre-workout the other day. He was buzzing, man. This guy was like, <laughs> yo, how oh, this police outside? What's going on? Wow, jeez. There's things to do in the house. I know there's the Joe Wicks fitness. People can do everything you can do is core. You can do your press-ups. You can do your chin-ups. You can go for a run. You can do your squats um, if you're lifting your own body mass. And there's going to be a lot of people cut when they come out of this, uh, yeah, this yeah. self-isolation. Exercise is really important as well. You know I mean, don't I don't want people to think that I'm just saying take vitamin D and that's fine. No, you're right. Exercise is really, really important. Make sure you get your one allowed exercise a day by yourself. You don't need to go in groups. Just go, you know, get your one allowed exercise a day. Definitely. And that's important for your mental health as well. Not just that's your physical it. health, your mental health as well. That's it. That's it. And can I ask your opinion on? Oh, sorry, go on, man. No, I'm just, I'm just, just echoing that because when I've been going for runs recently, and you see other people running and cycling, and you just there's a, there's a nod to one another. It's like, yeah, keep doing the, to keep doing the right thing, and it's a good positive uh, energy that's going out there when everyone's exercising and whatnot. We just don't want people to to go and meet at the parks and just just jam and do nothing. So yeah, exactly. that was all, Cal. Yeah, I wanted to talk about um, remedies because there are these, you know, like homeopathic remedies. Um, there's loads of different ways that people can heal. Like some people say, you know, you need to just eat healthy. That's the way to heal. Eat like vegetables and organic produce. And some people say, you know, there are certain sort of like herbs and stuff like you shouldn't really take um, pills that are prescribed Um for being a doctor, like, what's your opinion? And you kind of having a, a Nigerian upbringing as well. I'm sure you would have grown up with certain things that, uh, you know, that come from the culture. Like, you know, if you've got a cold, you don't necessarily take paracetamols. Maybe you do like a, you'd eat a pepper soup um, or something like that, you know. So I was just wondering what your standpoint would be on um, maybe medicine versus home remedies. Um, so I think my, my favorite saying is this. Uh, medicine is the art of watching the patient as they get better by themselves. I don't know who said it, but I 100% agree that um, generally, and I'm talking generally, 
for most people. I'm not talking about like super specialized uh, instances where medicine is the best, okay? I'm talking about generally for most people who don't get very weird and wonderful illnesses. You are 100%, you are what you eat, yeah? You need to eat healthily. And yes, diet is really important in healing, in feeling well, in also your mental health as well. So 100%, I would say the most powerful things you can do are make sure you eat well, make sure you sleep well, make sure you exercise well, and make sure you don't fill yourself with, uh, on the mental side, negative energy, draining energy, those mm. things are so powerful. And I 100% agree with that. However, there is a whole industry that's built up on quackery, which is, which is what I say, you know, like where people are selling you like this weird mixture of herbs and spices. That's why earlier when I said vitamin D is about the only supplement that I would, that you will hear me talking really like positively about because a lot of this, um, home, you mentioned homeopathy. Uh, a lot of it is, is it's pseudoscience. It's, it, there's no evidence. <laughs> it's pseudoscience, you know. It's, it's there's no evidence for it. Some of it's quite harmful because people are bringing it into like curing cancer and stuff. I don't believe that that kind of stuff works. That that's why I prefaced what I said with okay for for you know most people you know. Um, but if you for example get a cancer, you need to go see an oncologist. Yeah, you need to go. In my opinion, all right, mm. you need to go and see. Uh, you need you need you need to know the most up to date guidelines on radiotherapy, chemotherapy, even surgery. You know what I'm saying? Like, but for for most people, in terms of like improving your um, response to the common cold, hundred percent. It's your lifestyle. It's what you eat. Don't smoke. I know we're on beer wraps and bands, and I love beer. I love <laughs> beer. You know what I'm saying? But if you're trying to get if you're trying to get good, let's be careful, honest. careful with that. But if you're trying to get good, maybe you need to lay off it for a little while. You know what I mean? Or you just have one. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, alcohol is a depressant. It's a poison to the body. So that's my. does that answer your question? How, how do yeah, you man. Spike ben, man. He's talking about alcohol is a poison, man. How do we mean no, it? No, <laughs> no way, no way. Everything in moderation, you know, everything in moderation. And if you can't sort of get, if you can't get the vitamin D supplements, you know, you can always get um, certain foods are rich with vitamin D. Yeah, so exactly. yeah. make, sure, make sure you're eating, you know, uh, healthily and just check the foods that have vitamin D to keep you rolling. Right. We're going to keep it moving now. Um, Sorry, this bro, is... I just wanted to ask one last question yeah, yeah, on that it, kind yeah. of topic of um, homeopathic remedies and stuff. Um, okay. Dr. Sabi, he's, he's a well-known herbalist, oh, not an actual bro. medical doctor. What yeah. is your opinion on this guy and the stuff that he's doing? I have to be honest, right? I know he's he's like he's like a hero for the culture, and and also I know that Nipsey championed. I mean, he brought he brought him like to the forefront a lot. But I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't see that he has any credibility. You know that whole thing about him having the cure for AIDS. I I personally don't believe it. I don't believe it, um, and and it 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 worries me. 
you know, it worries me. I understand why historically, you know, the African diaspora has, um, uh, are suspicious of Western medicine. You know, I know about, you know, them experimenting on Africans, you know, I know, and that happened, that's facts. You know, they would come in and they would say it was a vaccine and then they would be testing diseases on them. You know, so I understand how that thought process has developed, you know, and why, you know, the anti-vaccine um, thought is so prevalent in certain cultures. However, I don't believe it. You know, I'm a doctor, I'm a scientist. You know, I, I have the ability to think for myself as well. I've looked at the evidence, you know what I mean, in terms of what makes sense to me. You know, a lot of it to me just seems like selling people on an idea that is, we, you know, we're into you know what I mean? But I, I don't buy it personally, you know, and I hate I hate to be that guy, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, I just hope that people can accept, look, this is how I feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, you have to make your own decision based on all the information you have. You know what I'm saying? Mm. People need to be a bit more independent thinking as well. I think there's a lot of sheep now or social media has... There you go. There you go turn a lot of people and they don't think for themselves anymore which is clear with the uh with the stockpiling and people panicking and buying pasta and toilet roll and just going absolutely mad and uncalled for yeah so sorry if i've shut down anyone <laughs> any, anyone's deep beliefs but it's just what i believe like you know what i'm saying and I, I you know i don't have any of his products or wouldn't be interested in any of his products that's what we're here for we're here for your opinion i think it's great um and um i'm very interested in dr savi like you say me, me too i'm a i consider myself a man of science yeah and um I, I do find what he says to be quite interesting i'm really hotly anticipating that documentary that uh nipsey was making before he passed the dr savi uh film and apparently it's still in production uh, so yeah, let's see. Let's see how that comes out. Maybe if you watch it, there might be something in there that'll change your mind. It's true. It maybe I'm always open-minded. I'm always open-minded. And and don't get me wrong. Like I said, there I agree with a lot of the healthy living, natural, organic foods. I agree with a lot of that. I do. I definitely do. You know what I'm saying? But when you're talking about man's cured AIDS and they're suppressing the the uh, the you know the the treatment so big pharma can make money etc you know I, yeah but we've dealt with that anyway we, we we've made it very clear where we all stand on that you know what i'm saying should be interesting to see should be interesting to see right um we spoke on nipsey rp nipsey hustle and obviously a lot of people are staying in at the minute um with what's going on there's a lot of music to cover um just before we move on um chima who's your like top three selected rappers we often have top three selected films or top three selected footballers. So this is, this is a nice segue of uh, ending about yourself and leading on to music. So top three selected rappers. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that, that Nipsey um, uh, sparked this because Nipsey is, is one of the greats. I, I probably wouldn't have put him in my top three selected just for all time for me, I would have to be uh, Jay-Z. Uh, somebody got some... Uh... Yeah, one sec, one sec. Neighbors. Let, me... Let me try and deal with this. I don't know where that is, man. 
Is that a washing machine? Uh, I, I don't know. I thought that sounded like a truck or something. <laughs> See, these are the hazards of uh, recording like this, man. Um, yeah, it's fine, man. It's, it's all good. Yeah. Um, but you know how we do it on Beer Rap and Banter? We don't edit anything. We just keep it all the way real. Mm. Um, so, like I say, these are the, the hazards of controlling, uh, of recording like this, man. Um, we're going to do quarantine stuff. Um, but we was just sort of getting into this top three selected rappers of yours. Mm. Um, and you was touching on how Nipsey Hussle is one of the greats, man. Please continue, bro. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No worries. So I was just saying Nipsey is one of the, the greats. But if I'm going top three selected, it has to be Jay-Z, MF Doom and Snoop Dogg. Just based on uh, legacy, technical ability, musicality. Uh, influence um, and yeah just for those I have to get tip my hat to all three of them character as well I feel like as a as a hip-hop artist you have to have a very defined character you know what I'm saying so um, and all of them have their own style that have birthed many many other great rappers you know I know Nipsey for example you know J Nipsey was a massive Jay-Z fan you hear Jay-Z all over Nipsey you mm. know in terms of influence, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, those those would be my three. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, we can't, we can't knock that. And that covers all three bases, different types of uh, lyricists, different types of energy and different, you know, great, great artists in their own right. So, um, yeah, Jay-Z, Snoop and MF Doom. It's an interesting top three, wouldn't, wouldn't you agree there, Ben? Because, like, yeah, I don't think really I've ever heard anybody put MF Doom in the top three before. I've got one or two people that put Doom in their top ten. And I know someone who has Doom as his favorite rapper of all time, so I can I can see I can see why you know. And I'm thinking about the the quality of music that he put out uh, over the years with KMD, and then in, on his own with the MF Doom and Mad Villain and King Ghidorah, um, and he's, he's special herbs as well. He's a dope producer as well, which get sometimes gets uh, overlooked. So that that that's that's real cool, man. That's cool. I'm gonna go listen to some Doom later, probably when I'm running. That that will help me <laughs> go to go to that Victor Vaughn album, possibly. Um, and if you don't know about these people, well, you should know about these artists because you listen to Bill Rapper Banner. But do your research, man. Um, straight from that into this new music, we got Drake, Tusi Slide, Cow, Tusi Slide. What what Tootsie is all of this? Slide. I always feel like you gotta say that with a bit of swag. Tusi Slide. I thought um, it was Tootsie Roll when I first heard of it originally, but. <laughs> Drake, Drake dropping a, a viral song, a viral video. Just to speak on this, Cal. Man, it's one of these things that is, it, maybe you could say it's a bit of bubblegum. It's a little something for the charts. It's a little something for pop culture, for the kids and stuff. And um, it's, it's, it's come out just a couple of days ago, man. I saw the video and I could see straight away, all right, this is going to go off. This is going to go nuts. And, you know, lo and behold... Yesterday, I started seeing loads of people doing their little TikTok videos and stuff. Uh, there's a model that I follow. Um, she did one with her sisters while they're in quarantine. They did a, they did the little Tusi slide dance, and it was just looking amazing. Now, now in terms of the actual song itself, maybe it's not the greatest Drake song ever, um, but I think like Drake is a genius at sort of conceptualizing a movement and looking at the bigger picture and having everything in place, like having the the song, the dance, the, the music video, and then thinking about how people are going to share it and it's going to go viral and just putting it all together like that. 
and um and i also thought it was a like a dope time capsule piece because it's like in the music video it's kind of like a look of him in quarantine walking around in some huge flipping mansion by himself um and um and i like the fashion as well man he's definitely like for a little while now drake's me back on this roadman kind of fashion and he's just walking around like in like a nike tracksuit or something do you know what i mean like which kind of helps you to relate to it from an everyday man standpoint, you know? Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I quite like TC Slide, man. Like the whole package, not maybe not the song just by itself, but as a package, yeah, TC Slide, man, I'm, I'm quite feeling it. That's the bigger picture, yeah. I mean, he's, I hear what you're saying. Um, I don't, I, I'm not a fan of it from what I saw of it, uh, but I, I can get what he's doing with the whole TikTok generation. And it's, it's the whole song is just captured up in, 10 seconds of movement and a, and a hook um which i think is really lazy and basic um it is a snapshot of of what's going on at the minute uh that's not to say it's, it's good or it's imaginative um and i just you know he he, he doesn't miss this, this guy keeps hitting either it's a collaboration singles freestyles or he's jumping on someone else's sound he's a good chameleon for that some people have used culture vulture but i think he's a he's a good sound man and and, and chameleon for seeing what's hot jumping on the jumping on the remix busting the artist keeping himself relevant it's classic mixtape move it's a classic mixtape chess move this um this is one of those fillers on the album maybe on a project you could hear it in a, in, a, in a rave or a party and it, it, it caters to a younger audience than say me so I, I wasn't a fan of it at all um i'm a big fan of drake obviously we call him the moist god um for obvious reasons for the banner but it, <laughs> the guy the guy is always always dropping dope material but this is just doesn't do it for me chima what's your thoughts on this bro i agree with you english that man uh, i thought it was lazy i thought it was transparent um that being said I found seeing his little trophy museum in his house really interesting. Um, I obviously feel a way that I put out a video like just two months ago with bare fireworks in it. And then I see man copying my style, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> anyway, nah, what I will say about Drake though is first time I listened to it, I was like, this is dead, bro. Second time I listened to it, I'm like, Left foot slide, right foot. Slide. I don't know how he does it, bro. I don't know how he does it. You know what I mean? Like so. But I agree. I think the way you described it is very, very accurate, very on point. It's lazy. I dance like Michael Jackson. I'm like, what is that? You know what I mean? Really, what is that? I, I don't like it. If I, if, if possible, if I can avoid it, I will. I probably won't be able to. And then as a result, I'll probably start loving the song. Like, <laughs> Like I did Hotline Bling, you know what I mean? So it is what it is, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, well, Hotline Bling was, um, there was an artist uh, who did like, I like to cha-cha. And there's, there's a famous there's a famous uh, sample that he flipped originally. Um, so I didn't mind Hotline Bling because I heard the original where the sample was taken from. And then also uh, a record, this other artist from Atlanta, I think, did it. Um, it's pretty dope. I'm going to try and find it. So, um, yeah, I mean, moving on, not, not the greatest record. Moving on, Cal, we've got this record by Tolkien called Curfew. Um, I never heard of this guy, Tolkien, but um, I just knew he would be white for some reason. I don't know why, even without looking at him. But um, what's this record about, man? Just because his name is Tolkien, yeah? Yeah, yeah man, it's bait. <laughs> Such a bait name. Such a the bait token, name. The Tolkien white rapper. Um, maybe that's, I, I don't know for sure if that's where his name comes from, but that's what it bloody looks like. And um, to be honest, he's he's one of these guys that 
is a is a real dope artist, man. Like he's he's all about the artistry and he's creative and he's another one kind of like I guess in in the mold of like a Joanna Lucas where these guys kind of put together a concept and you can tell like when they're actually writing the song and making they're, they're kind of thinking of how's the video going to work with the song at the same time. Um, and, um, and, and it shows man, like uh, this song curfew is literally just uh, a concept about dating, um, a girl where the parents don't like you. And so, you know, maybe now you're trying to sneak her out of the house after her curfew and stuff like that. So it's kind of like a throwback to, you know, when you was young, and uh, when you were courting, and um, it's it's kind of it's, yeah, it's kind of endearing. It's like an endearing song, and mm. the video is a little bit um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? That like it they, it goes to some places that you don't quite expect, um, and I just thought yeah, it's quite a dope song. It's actually trending at the moment. It's in the um, the top uh, trending videos on YouTube right now. He's doing really well. Okay. Man. Okay, yeah, yeah, props to him. Um, I, yes, I didn't. I heard the beat. I heard him rap for a bit, and he did sound the uh, uh, Jonah Jonah Lucas sort of quite fast paced and flipping up the flows, but um, wasn't too wasn't too taken aback by that. Um, I want to get Chim on the next project and Cal your views on this one, which I think really hit hard. Skepta, Chip, and Young Ads, Insomnia. Now, I was I was really happy with this tape. I was really impressed with this project. Three artists. Um, all different sort of generations. I know Skepta sort of uh, a bit later on than, than Chip was coming through and then Young Ads is a lot younger with his D-Block Europe, but all three of them working together um, and it and it it worked really well because all three were in the studio writing at the same time. I know Skepta did a few beats. I know Roundtree, Big Up Roundtree did one of the beats um, and it's a real solid, it's a real solid project of everyone just going at it, complimenting each other, um, some good concepts. So I, I really like this project of Insomnia. One, one of the best things to drop out of the UK in a while and this year. Um, Chima, what's your thoughts on Insomnia by Skepta, Chip and Young Ads? Um, I, well, I'm going to have to take a different tack on this because I didn't really like it, if I'm honest. What I will say is Skepta as an artist has come a long way. Uh, same with Chip. Going back to what I was saying earlier, like if you're in the game and you're constantly working on your craft, you you can you can really hear it, and I feel like both of them have really elevated their styles uh, compared to like their earlier tunes when I used to listen to them. And overall, um, music generally from the UK, um, I think, is really coming a long ways. My issue is, you know, what I mean, I'm a grown man, um, uh, and I, you know, some of the themes, um, and I'm not like a prude or whatever, like you know, what I'm saying. But like, there's a way to do songs about shagging girls that's a bit more, shall I say, sophisticated. You know what I'm saying? I just can't get with some of the very 13, 14-year-old orientated kind of vibes. And then on just on a personal level, I get annoyed that um, UK hip-hop was held back because it felt like people would say it was too much like the American hip-hop. Like, we were just trying to be like boom-bap artists, you know, even though we... We had our English um, accents and our slang. And now I feel like all these young young kids, they're just, it's like, well, bro, are you, from, are you from Atlanta? Do you know what I mean? Like you're, 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 you're singing like young thug, like since when? Do you know what I mean? Like this is, this is supposed to be British. So I feel like it's a bit hypocritical now, some of the success these, these guys are having. And it just proves that back then everyone was just chatting shit personally. But, um, this is not something I would spin. 
uh, using your rating system, I would give this two pints. Two pints. Pints, bro. Damn. Damn. No, what, they, what, they can't even get a half pint out of that? Is that no. two, fost- two, two watery fosters? <laughs> <laughs> Not even... To Carlsberg, bro. Oh, no, you're killing me. You're killing me, man. I'm giving this, I'm giving this like four... Four and a half, four pints, four and a half pints, man. This is solid, man. This is, I've been pumping this a lot. Like the mains record, uh, the first single, Ways, like absolutely just dope, man. And especially as I've been running as well, just to give me that extra boost um, to get me going. Um, I like the Garage record. There was there was an ode to Garage and also being someone who sort of grew up raving to, raving to Garage back in the day. I really, I really enjoyed that. Cal? Have you seen any videos from the project yet? Yeah, they they dropped two videos. They dropped Waze, which was the first one, which is just your standard. It wasn't very imaginative. I mean, the videos aren't imaginative nowadays. There's not many artists that are doing... I mean, there are lots of artists doing imagine, Im- imaginative videos, but this was just stand-up in the block, girls in it, guys in it. It's, it's, it's run of the mill, but the record Waze was, was hard. That's the first single. And then I think they dropped uh, Mains, where they were all... Uh, I think there was just in a house again. So, um, you know, running the mill visuals, but I, I, I like to concentrate on the, on the quality of the, of the songs, the song making, the production, the hooks was there. Uh, Chip has really elevated himself even more. So I think since he started to do, since he's gone back to Grime and he was clashing uh, Bugsy Malone. Oh, Bugsy Malone, hope he gets better soon. I know he had a big accident. He come off his bike. So, uh, I hope he gets better. But since Chip got back into clashing everyone, he's gone he's gone clear, he's gone so much better. So I, I really like this. Cal, I don't know if you've had a chance to digest it properly. A little bit. I mean, um I actually assume that Skepta made the beats on this, but uh having a look at the production credits, he only made one beat, he only made the first track, Mains. Yeah. And um No, actually, sorry, he made Saint uh Tropes as well. So he made a couple of beats on there. Um, and yeah, really, man, I, I always rate Skepta, man. Everyone knows how uh, we keep him in very high regard here. Greece. And uh, for me, like, Skeppy can do no wrong, man. Like, the beats that he made on this are hard. And, you know, and he comes through with that slow flow, kind of ice cube kind of flow. Um, and it's interesting that you've got three rappers with totally different styles, you know, like Chip being someone with that more kind of, like, technically... Uh, sort of inclined rapidly, rapidly rap rapper style. Uh, my opinion, Chip is definitely one of the best rappers in the UK. Um, so to have him on this project is a big plus. Um, Young Ads is one of these guys with all of the kind of auto tune, new wave kind of style. So he's the youngster in the group, bringing that kind of youthful um, perspective on making music. And then Skepta being the OG, bringing that kind of like more old school UK rap kind of style. And Chip being the guy in between kind of bridging the generations. And mm. I just think it's not the kind of project I would have expected, man, because I know that something's been on the cards for a long time between Skepta and Chip, with them both being from Tottenham and then being mates. Um, but with Young Ads getting involved, I didn't see that coming. And so him bringing that kind of D-Bot Europe flavor, which is really popping right now um, to this project, I think it really works, man. It really works in a, in a, in a way that's kind of experimental and fresh and unpredictable. I didn't see something like this coming. So for that reason, I'm absolutely loving it, man. Um, me personally, I would give it a solid four pints, but uh, to get, a, I guess, an average beer rap and banter um, score, we're probably going to have to go with, 
Would, would you reckon, Ben? We're we gonna go with four, four, four and a half. Four, four, four pints work. Four pints work. Because I know Chima had it had it in like he he had like last orders two pints of the watery uh, or the beer. But I, I'm giving it a solid four. And also, I like the documentary GRM Daily film them uh, just sort of a camera on the wall type thing as they were in the studio putting the work together and vibes in off one another. Um, and 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 that's always nice to see from a fan's point of view. I mean, all three of us have been in the studio and know what it takes to to put the work in and the energy needed when you're writing with someone. Um, so it's, it's, it's worth watching and, yeah, more power to them. Um, just quickly, Chim, I know you said before we could talk about the next project, the Conway and Alchemist project, just quickly, do you think, guys, with the internet being the way it is now and everyone doing cross-boundaries, cross-genres, cross-countries, that there is no sort of set sound for a country? So the Atlanta sound of the wave, singing, like, trap wave, is not exclusive to just Atlanta anymore because of the internet and because everyone's experiencing and being exposed to one another's music. And, and a prime example of this is Afrobeat. Look at look at Jay Huss. Uh, look at all the other big UK acts that are doing this Afro swing house swing. But then you you go to Africa and these artists are doing it. You know Nigeria, Ghana, other parts of the world. So is it is it just universal now? That's a really interesting question. Um, and maybe, yeah, maybe, uh, I guess my, my issue has never been, uh, you know, as a, as a hip hop artist who's very boom bap, who's very influenced by American music, my issue has never been that. I've never, I, I've never cared about that. It's always been, is it good or is it not good? No, I've not even cared about genres. Do you know what I mean? I'm just like, is it good or is it not good? It's just interesting that. You know, in the media previously, UK hip hop was trashed for being, uh, you know, not having its own identity. That's all. I, that's the only point I was making, and I agree with you. If it's good, it's good. I would say that my issue, though, is that when you hear these utes, uh, you know, these road utes trying to go, do this weird singing, for me, I don't think it works personally. I don't think it will ever have a have a have a. It will never be able to. As great music does, cross, cross uh, um, genders, cross age, cross uh, social, uh, economic. You know what I mean? It will always be like it will be big in its scene. It will get yeah. like a hundred million uh, YouTube views in its scene because the same people are watching it four hundred million times. But if you try and bring it to like this is you know and try and get everyone involved, you know a big. Pro- proportion of people will just turn around and be like what the f- is this you know what i mean like i don't mm. know why i'm censoring myself we can swear right yeah man. say what you, say what you want man yeah say how so, you feel. so that's just how i feel i think i think you're right but also people do want to hear like for example afro beats still even though even though you've got like the uk guys doing it don't forget like the these uk guys they are part of the diaspora so they are still african mm. do you know what I mean? and 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 I, I love Jay Huss. I love how he brings in the African, but still Jay Huss is very, very much UK. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you tell, you can hear in, in the in you know, he slips in a few words, a few um, you know, cadences from time to time, but generally it's like, yeah, this man, he is, you know, from wherever part of London he's from. You know what I'm saying? Like when I I couldn't tell you where these D block where are these D block Europe guys from? Are they from Croydon? South. I think they're from uh, no, Lewisham, I think. Captain yeah. Lewisham or somewhere south, yeah. 
Yeah, Lewisham. I'm just like, you know, and and then just yeah, yeah. The themes as well, like where it's just like, I I don't hear like the the Atlanta people doing such childish things about, you know, you know what I mean. Anyway, but you know, your, your point is great. Your point is great, and I take it. And I. I, I, I assumed it was building off the point that I was making and I was yeah, just yeah, yeah. clarifying. No, 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 it's good, it's good, it's good. Um, right, moving on, we've got a few music things to touch on and then we're going to touch on uh, this live beat battles that's been going on and then I know uh, Cal's got some other topics. So we've got Conway and Alchemist uh, with Lulu. Cal, have you, have you taken it in, Conway the Machine from Griselda? Nope, still not checked that one out yet, but um, I kind of know what to expect. Oh. Um, I'm a huge fan of both artists, Alchemist being one of the dopest uh, rap producers out, and um, Conway obviously being <clears throat> a guy that's making his name at the moment as being one of the dopest, uh, uh, one of the hardest rappers. Yeah, solid. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm expecting fireworks from that, man. Yeah, um, definitely check that out, Lulu. And, and uh, it's got a good single off the bat with Schoolboy Q. And uh, you know what you're getting. You know what you're getting with Griselda, and you know what you're getting with Alchemist. So it's, it just ticks that box. Just add it to the library of of really dope, really dope projects. I'm going to give that. Um, it's quite short, so I'm going to give it uh, probably a three and a half. Again, not not Conway's best, like not sort of um, his other standout projects, but really solid anyway. So three and a half. Um, moving on, we have got Heady One. Uh, Chima, I know you're. You, you got an interesting view on on Heady One. Um, he he dropped this new project with an artist called Fred again, uh, and this is a real eclectic uh, step away from his usual drill type sounding music, which he put out uh, with his first album. Um, it's got mixed reviews. I think Heady, this Heady One and Fred again album is gonna definitely push him into the next stage of of artists uh, recognition from the mainstream and everyone talking about him uh, I don't know what you guys will think about this and Heady One is an artist I mean I've not heard this project um, but I am super interested in Heady One I think I think he's a dope artist I might have it wrong because I don't know the history of Drill but as far as I can see in terms of all the, all the bits that I've heard from Drill I feel like he's the one that's really Set, set the tone um, and um, it's interesting that you talk about pushing him into the other level which is sort of what I was saying before about like you can make music for a, a certain niche market that a- appeals to that niche market but ultimately doesn't have the qualities of music to take it to that other level yeah. but I felt that when I hear Heady One when I you know, even though he's not the most lyrical, whatever, when I hear his flows, when I hear what he's doing musically, when I heard that, I was like, wow, this guy's got something. Do you know what I'm saying? And then he sort of pushed it to the next level with that single that, um, what was it? It sampled You're Free or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, both. And yeah. And then, but then he still had that flow on it. You know what I mean? That flow that, to be honest, now I hear man like Drake. Do you know what I mean? Copying, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, the road, the drill, the drill type, the drill type patterns and stuff. And yeah, so I'm super excited. And uh, when I saw that we were talking about this, I, I wasn't aware of it because, like I said, it's not really my scene. But, yeah, you know, with some of the features uh, that that are on it, like uh, FK Twigs, uh, Jamie XX, um, you know, that it just really speaks to that moving, you know, moving. Sampha. Yeah. 
Samford as well, yeah, exactly. Like, and really taking it to that musical level, which is what I'm interested in. You know, what I'm saying like as a, as a person and as a musician. So, yeah, definitely, I'm, man. I'm looking forward to checking it. Yeah, it is. It is. It is an interesting listen, man. It's it's a complete step away from his last project, which was Music and Road, which he dropped out uh, last year, which had all the singles, all the big singles that we know of, um, and that pushed him onto that next that next stage away from maybe other more traditional drill rappers. Um, this is dropped with uh, this Fred again, who I've never even heard of, but really musical, really uh, talented producer, um, uses a lot of keys and um, synths and other type sounds. And then with Heady's voice being distorted, it's, it's definitely different. And I think he's going to, like I said, push him away from the conventional group. And as an artist, you want to evolve. I know Chimi know about this, Carrie, you know about this. And you want to evolve as an artist, you want to evolve as a man, as a person. Yeah. And uh, this, this, will, this will stand the test of time. Um, so yeah, that's that one. I'll give that probably about three, three mics, solid three mics, just because of uh, the creativity. Nice. Cool. Cal, you got anything else to cover before we move on to this uh, Instagram live beat battles? Not really. Um, I mean, with Heady One, I'm not really a huge fan of his music. Uh, but the way you guys have talked this up, it definitely makes me think I need to check this one out. Um, I did think it was Heady One and Fred. I didn't realize it was a Fred again. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, some stuff to discover there, I think. Um, I will just give a, a quick honorable mention to Jonah Lucas uh, with his new ADHD album. I think Jonah Lucas is definitely one of the, um, the more creative um, mainstream rappers these days. Uh, very skilled lyrically, can hold his own on a track with Eminem uh, on a technical level and also can do like really sort of dope, interesting conceptual stuff. Uh, videos are fucking amazing. Um, and his album ADHD is, is real hard, man. It's banging. So I'd recommend that. And um, yeah, man, let's get into this beat battle, bro. Nice, nice. So a lot of people have been tuning into Instagram, uh, watching these live uh sound clashes as it were uh between american producers and beat makers and then also some uk producers and kickstarted it i think was the the most high profile one was swiss beats versus timberland um both guys were going at it swiss beats was in his car by the looks of it and the sounds of it and timberland was in his studio in his in his in his house with his glass of wine and a cigar and they're just they're just going hit for hit record for record and it is real positive to see i don't know if you guys checked it out but um you know this is this has been really good for keeping everyone entertained and just to remind everyone of, of, of all the bangers and even under the even under some of the other, other records under the radar that that everyone had yeah man i i saw some snips of it look mad and I'm loving it, man. I love how it's evolved and all the different matchups that we're getting. I was just saying that I feel like sometimes it's a bit more FA Cup than Champions League. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you get like some massive like heavyweight against some like League Two team. You know what I mean? Like you know what I'm saying? But other, but you know, which is not fair. But nice, mm. nah, dope, man. I saw um, Little John versus T Pain just last night. Okay, um, what was that like? That was a lot of fun, man. T-Pain is a character, bro. And oh, you know what? I so talented. So talented. I forgot how many hits he has. And he's smart. He's smart because when he was playing his tunes, he would play like the live. So it's like, you know, Bartender is actually quite, it's quite a downbeat song. Mm. But when he played it, he played a version with like more upbeat drums. 
So it's like, and it sounded like a live version. So it's like everyone's now gonna go and see T Pain live because 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 they because they, they know that he's spiced up his tunes for the live versions. And and equally, Little John, I had just put him as some Joker type guy. That guy has history in the game, bro. That mm. guy hits hits for three decades, bro. He played a tune from '94 that he produced for I think it was Capleton, right? Wow. I, I had never heard it before. And and T Pain was like, You didn't make that. And he was like, now nah, go Google it. Do you know what I mean? And um what's always interesting is you always get mad like crazy celebrities jumping in the lives as well. Like Diddy will jump in there or Ebro will jump in there, you know what I mean? And like say some shit. So no, nah, yeah, it was it was fun, man. Like I'm definitely enjoying this whole thing. Yeah, it was good, man. I, I need to I need to catch the uh, T Pain one. The history the history of T Pain himself as a as an artist fascinating where he sort of finished didn't go to school and just just made music and he, he can actually sing as well that's that's the misconception i think in the past what with autotune and death of autotune with jay-z but the yeah. guy can actually sing um talking about another artist that um was playing the keys playing the piano while he was playing his, his records was scott Scorchman. He, he he went up against manny fresh and you know, a lot of people had their their views on uh, should Manny Fresh have even been in this in this clash with Scott Scorch, but wow, it was, wow. It, it was it was dope to see. It was sick, cool to see Scott Scorch playing, and I mean Manny Fresh has obviously had the Cash Money record label on his back in terms of production and putting out the sound and having that sound in New Orleans um, in that time frame. So that that was really cool seeing him. Cal, I don't know if you've seen any of those clashes. No, I mean. Just in, in terms of that FA Cup kind of uh, analogy that um, Chima brought up, I do think that kind of applies to Scott Storch versus Manny Fresh. I think oh, Manny Fresh oh, going oh, up oh, against... Oh, I think Manny Fresh going up against Lil John would have been a better matchup, really. That's a shout. Because of the sounds, you think? Yeah, it's a totally different sound and everything. Um totally different style of music like yeah anyway um i haven't seen none of these so i'm looking forward to checking them i do like a clash man i just think that um even though somebody's going to win and somebody's going to lose what happens is the culture wins yeah true 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 that's it man you can catch all of these on youtube they should be able to watch them all and it's it's good just to just to see that these these producers are still showing their love for the music. You know, you can't... If someone challenges you, and this, this is original hip-hop music, you know, this is original culture of, like, if someone challenges you, you got you got, you got to show them what you got. you got to play your beats, you got to play your records, you got to play your hits, your underground yeah. bangers, you got to go... Come for blood. That's it. And, and this is why everyone gets into it, to sort of, for themselves, but also to get acknowledgement and respect from their peers. Like we all did this rapping, so our, our, our boys would be like, yo, you're sick. That's why we start, you know, we started to rap for ourselves, but you wanted to be acknowledged in the cypher. You wanted to be acknowledged in the battle. And the same goes for these producers, even though they've made millions and millions of, of dollars and they've got plaques. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like that one. Personally, I think Scott Scorch flamed him and the Swiss Beats Timberland one, I think Timberland might've just edged it. Um, on this side of the water, we had Skepta. We spoke about Skepta earlier with the Insomnia Project, but he went up. He did two clashes. So he did a he did a grime clash against Jamma, where they went. Uh, they did vocals, all the records that they produced that a bit had had vocals on it, and they also did an instrumental clash at the same uh, time. And that was cool because if you're a fan of grime, that was just a, that was a either a lesson, sort of nostalgic 
going back in time or you were being you were being exposed to some some classic dubs there, man. So who won that one? Skepta won that one. Skepta. Oh well, I think uh, Skepta won the instrumental one. You could say, and then Jammer played. Um, he played one destruction. I think he played destruction rhythm, but it had about fifteen man on it. Like it was about fifteen minutes long, and it you know them old grime tunes where it had everyone on it, and it just went on forever. And he and he had a he had a bar from Escobar on there. So, um, but then Skepta played Fuggish Ruggish at the end, and it just shut down everything. So I'd say Skepta won that one, and then Skepta went up against J Five, and J Five obviously being a producer for Dave and for Jay Huss and being really musical. So that was that was interesting as well, the contrast in production in sounds. I don't know if you guys checked that out. I don't know what you thought about that. I, I didn't I didn't see the skip the general one. No, no, no. What about the J five one? The J because Oh yeah that one, yeah, yeah. Yeah man that made me laugh man because Skepta was like uh don't bring a saxophone to the battle bro do you know what I mean and then uh People were riding J5 because he just basically was playing J Huss, you know what I'm saying? But that's love, bro. Like, it was, it, I love all of this, man. And I, I love diversity as well. So someone like J5 can go against Skepta. And, and yeah, I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, I think I think Skepta clinched that one as well. Um, who would you guys like to see battle next? Like, I'm seeing on the timeline uh, a Death Row versus Bad Boy or Neptune's. Uh, you know who would the who would the Neptune's battle? Um, Teddy Riley versus someone. You know. See now that you said Neptune's, I would like to see Neptune's versus Scott Storch. Like with those kind of musical compos, composers, uh, composition kind of styles going going toe to toe. I think that would have been a dope battle. I think you're right. Hmm. It'd be interesting to see. I, I, Chima, who do you think next? Like who who would you sort of? I want to. I, I want to see one of the younger cats do it. You know, what I mean, like Metro Boomin, Take Heath, or even who's that? Yo, Pierre. Who's that? What's his name? I don't know, man. Is that a UK guy? Is it Pierre? Yo, Pierre. You know what I mean? Like that's just ta- you know, you know, producers nowadays buy their tags in it. Yeah, they put the tags in at the beginning. Metro. Are you- have they yeah. continued <laughs> that part? <laughs> have they continued that part of the culture though? Because I noticed like. When we came up, we were doing like MC battles and and you know there were beat battles. You know, like um, you go into a, to sort of uni in Birmingham, Chima. I'm sure you're quite familiar with the Eat Good crew and the beat battles they did there at uh, Louis Den. Exactly. And um, these days, I don't really see that being as part of the culture. Like for us, I don't think there was a lot of break dancing a part of our culture, but we did have the battle side of it. And for the, for the newer generations, I don't think they've got the um, the kind of break dancing side of the culture at all. And I don't think they've got the battle side of the culture in there either. I could be wrong. Um, what about these rap battles though? Like this, it's massive now. These guys, you can actually make a career like, you know, like disaster, uh, DNA. Um, Tony D, big up Tony D. Tony D, shoddy horror. Like these people are just have proper, I, I get what you're saying though. It seems more separated from the music nowadays. Like back then, it was like, it was, it's almost like the battle rap. I'm just talking about rap, really. The battle rap side of things has separated itself from the music rap side of things. Do you know what I'm saying? The thing is, all of those book battles you mentioned are old as fuck, bro. That's like the whole 30 plus crew. Yeah, but bro. Um, we're talking about the youngsters. We're talking about, you know, yeah, guys right still... now that are like 18, 19 that are making drill music. 
Yeah, are they, they are they break dancing? Are they bad? Nah, nah no way. Okay. They clash. Do, they must clash in. Do they not clash in drill? Do they? Uh, I think they, I think they clash, clash in the streets. Right. I think they clash in the streets and, and then end up stabbing <laughs> each other. That's the problem, man. Um, but I think what you're saying is kind of like this. It's a generation thing. Like the, these younger people that are making drill, which is an extract of rap music, is rap music in a way. But it's it's just a an, a, a branch of it. Break dancing is not part of drill. Like they they do their own dance when they're doing all this sort of these little dances and these Fortnite dances or these you know that's their own t- that's their own type of battle dancing yeah, that a group yeah. of kids a group of kids will do a battle dance or a TikTok dance against each other. Break dancing is is a is is a certain type of hip hop music and is based around dancing to breaks within funk and rock and then with rap music. I think nowadays these these people are clashing. And they're battling, but in a different type of way. Um, yeah, things still... evolved, don't they? So breakdance yeah, kind of evolved into street dance. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And from street dance, I guess you could say it's kind of evolved further into, I don't know if there's a name for what the kids are doing now, but there's definitely some, you know, they do that thing where they kind of throw it up and they catch it and, you know, yeah. and they've got their, their own style of dancing now that they do battle dance battles with and stuff mm. as well, right? But, but you can see that kind of thing does kind of come from breakdancing yeah although i don't know if that's ingrained with the new the new youth cultures you know with the drill with um whatever road rap whatever people like because even like guys like k coke and stuff like that like that were doing the road rap uh, a few years ago was he battling people i think you you're making a good point to be honest i think you're right i think you're right and i think maybe that's why like it, it would seem strange Metro Booming going up against Take Heath because they didn't really come up in that kind of environment. I think no, yeah. but I think they'd go record for record. I think that that sort of that uh, competitive edge never goes away. So when you want to say, yeah, I'm the best producer of this new generation, I'm the best uh, blah, 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 you're going to say, I prove it. So you're going to go record for record or you're going to, you might not be spitting in a cypher anymore. You might not be playing your records against each other like Sound Clash Culture, which we have uh, over, you know, which which is so important, I think. Um, but I think these people will battle each other like, yeah, check this, or go, yeah, I've got this record, I've got this feature, I've got this feature. So there's that friendly competition that keeps everyone on their edge because to be complacent, uh, you know, you become lazy and then you, you, you don't, you're not sharp enough, still sharp and still. So you, you need that element to be, a, to be a top producer, top rapper, top dancer. But can you name, for example, two younger rappers who we, who, who we will pit against each other and you know that that rivalry exists in the same way for our for our um generation we had like Biggie and Tupac or when 50 and Kanye dropped or, or even if you think about football you think about Messi and Ronaldo like do can you think of people in their mid 20s that are really have a rivalry like that um, if I was if I was in my mid twenties or if I was in my late teens, then I'd be able to reel off about twenty people. I'm sure. Yeah, the fact the fact is we've got uh, our generation. Well, the generation below us has got Kendrick and uh, Joe, um, J Cole, sort of. And um, that, that, you know what? That's a great example because do you remember when Kendrick did Control, and everyone lost their mind. But really, it wasn't that serious, bro. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think that highlights what kind of maybe Cal is trying to say. And that they're not used to that. Like, Kendrick came up with something like, like that. To me, that thing was so 
undercooked. It was unbelievable. But everyone lost their fucking minds. Like, yo, Kendrick's going in. And I was like, really? This is this is going in? Do you know what I mean? This is a big this is a big event in hip hop right now, really? I don't understand. So I think it's because everyone was so friendly and chummy chummy and um everyone's everyone's getting on with each other. So, you know, I, I don't I don't know if the younger generation now are, are clashing like that. Maybe in Grime. Uh, maybe because it, because of the the links to Grime to sort of Bashman and 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 the, and the clashing on stage and the and the going at each other, but the the rap battles where it's getting thousands and thousands of of people attending a live event, millions of views. They're generating a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I know I know there's stuff over here that generates money, and in the US and in Toronto and around the world. So that that element will never go. So I'm, I'm sure there's young people who are battling. That's it. That's an interesting observation there, Cal. Thanks for opening my mind to it. Definitely. Hey, no worries, man. I, I think um, maybe this is something that we need to see now. You know, I'm definitely uh, here for that uh, friendly competition, like Ben says. And um, you know, maybe we need to talk to Red Bull, get a Red Bull culture clash with like Metro Boomin and some dope producers, and get them going back to back, man. Yeah, just message just message Timberland and Swizz on because uh, they're the ones that put all this shit together. Uh, that's it. Yeah, just message them. But again, they yeah, because might... they're my boys. So you know, I'll just hit them on WhatsApp real quick. <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna send Timberland a message. I don't give a shit. Uh, Social uh, media. But they might feel like their audience doesn't want to see Metro and um, Metro and uh, Tay Keith or Pierre. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. although Pierre was on Kanye's last record, but anyway, now that's interesting. Mm-hmm. It'll be good to see, man. Um, all right, as we move on, sort of that competitive edge of battling uh, from music to the gaming world. Chima, I know you're a big gamer and currently what with everyone sort of staying in at the minute, um, can you just hit us up with some of your, your go-to games uh, for self-isolation? Are you a PS4 or are you an Xbox man? PS4, bruv. I got oh. PS4 and I got a Nintendo Switch. Jeez, jeez. And uh, Okay, okay. So what games are you playing at the minute? What do you recommend for the gamers out there? So at the moment, me personally, I'm playing uh, Sekiro. I completed that in both English and Japanese, and I'm thinking about doing a third run as well. And that's like unheard of for me. I don't really do that. I don't play games. That's how great that game is. The end of the year for 2019, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Just incredible. And then just like regular, my regular go-to games for the last few years have been uh, Pez, you know what I mean? Because I need a football game. And uh, Overwatch. Uh, which which is just like a great multiplayer game, you know what I'm saying? You need to get yourself some FIFA, bro. That's what you need to do, man. Get on this uh, FIFA thing, and I can uh, show you a thing or two. Bro, listen. My issue with FIFA is this, right? It's not a good game, man. <laughs> it's just not a good game. Like, I've, granted, I've not played it since uh, two, FIFA like 15, but um, it's just all about. It's not really. It's not really like realistic football wise it's just all about you know getting the, the absolutely quickest striker you can get and exploit it uh, you know taking advantage of exploits to win uh are you familiar with the concept of scripting yeah it happens all the time doesn't it like um i've been playing the weekend league recently and, yeah. I've, and I've noticed that there's, t- there's times when say like i'll go two new up yeah. and i just have to concede a goal and yeah, it's done yeah. in the most like it will be like they're on the attack and then all of a sudden my centre-backs just are standing like 
meters apart. So there's a huge gaping hole in my defense for no reason. And their striker just runs straight in a straight line all the way to the goal and just scores an easy goal. Keeper just like doesn't even fucking dive. And it's just like, come on, man. (laughs) They kind of scripted that in. Yeah. And, uh, and although uh, Pez has that, it, and, and to be honest, the latest Pez is terrible. I just need a, a football game. But um, it's not as bad as FIFA. FIFA is really, really bad. To the point where even some of the professional players, like they were just, you see them, they were people, they, you know what I mean? They were losing endorsements because they were saying FIFA is bad. And FIFA, like, how can you say yeah. FIFA is bad? Like, we're paying you. I've seen, um, I think Tex is the number one uh, FIFA player right now. And uh, he won a tournament. And then in his interview after the tournament, he was saying, you know, FIFA's so bad, like nobody's playing it. It's terrible. Anybody can win because of the way it's like, it's like, it's not to do with how skillful you are. You kind of have to get lucky. And and I've just been getting lucky in this tournament. He was like, wow, you're going to go on on the official (laughs) channels and do that? Like, oh man. I respect that though. I respect that because really and truly, it it depends to what level you want to play games. If some people want to like have their hand held in that way uh, and play in that way, then that's cool and that works for them. But then, but then you can't, so it all depends what type of gamer you are. Like if you're a serious, serious gamer who appreciates having control over what you're doing and rates that, then people won't be the game for you. You know what I mean? I mean, Pez won't be the game for you because Pez is terrible as well. And I don't want Konami to think that what they're doing is in any way acceptable because like earlier iterations were much better but, um, you know, obviously, as gaming becomes more mainstream now, they have to appeal to people who who aren't able to control all the different parts at the same time. Do you see what I'm saying? And 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 they want, like, the, the six-year-old to get that win so he spends money to buy more uh, powerful players so they can just sprint past your centre-backs. You know what I mean? Mm. There, is a, there is an issue at the minute with... Um young people who are at home at the moment during this crisis that are just spending all their parents' money um, on V-Bucks or on money for Fortnite and FIFA, and it's, it's becoming a bit of an issue. So people need to just be careful on uh, gaming addictions or, or spending a bit too much play, playing their games. I, I agree with you, man. I feel like these companies need to be more... Uh, to be honest, that is the real reason I stopped playing FIFA, because I found myself... One one year, I spent like 50, 50 quid on what 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 do they call it in FIFA again? Is it points? Coins, isn't it? Or points? Yeah. Points. If, like to buy the packs, you need a certain number of da 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 da. I spent like fifty quid on it. Ended up getting shit players, and then I was like, "What am I doing?" And that's when I realized, like, this is this is too much. Like, you buy the game for fifty quid, then you spend fifty quid on points. Nah, bro. That's when I just like I'm not playing this game anymore. Do you know what I mean? Because it's dangerous, and I think it's highly unethical of these game companies to do that. And and I agree with, for example, like countries like Belgium who don't let that shit happen. That that element of the game has been disabled. You know what I mean? You can't buy. You can't spend loads of money with you know in-game purchases. You know, and I think that that's good in terms of protecting people who are vulnerable to that. You know what I'm saying? For sure. I mean, um. We spoke about uh, before that the the World Health Organization have been pushing for um, the classification of a gaming disorder, um, and they've uh, uh, I've got a little article here that says it's been characterized by impaired control over gaming 
increasing priority given to gaming over other activities to the extent that gaming takes precedence over other interests and daily activities and continuation or escalation of gaming despite the occurrence of negative consequences. Um, so they've kind of officially classified um, a game and addiction there, um, which is, uh, it, it's, you know, I guess it's something that we all need to be aware of. And uh, in, con in sharp contrast to that, they've also gone and um, endorsed everybody to go ahead and play games while <laughs> we're in quarantine. Yeah. Well, it's so, like everything in moderation. Every, like we said, you know what I mean? It's all about balance. But yeah, definitely, you can get addicted to it. And obviously, we would never advocate for that. You know what I'm saying? And, and the way that you know that is, it's crossing over because, uh, you know, we all know that we're prone to our, you know, eight-hour marathons from time <laughs> to time. But the way, the way you know it's getting too much is, as, as they said in, in their definition, is the negative consequences. So if you stay up to, like, six in the morning... And then the next day you're tired and you can't do what you need to do because you've been playing video games. If that happens once, that's all right. Every so often it happens. But if you let it happen again and it keeps having negative consequences in your life, that's when you know, look, I have an addiction. I have a problem. And that's when you should try and uh, get some help for that problem because lots of it uh, is available. And sometimes all the help you need is realizing that you have the problem and when you realize your own state of mind can take steps to resolve it anyway, you know what I'm saying. For real. And um, also, if anybody uh, listening to this does have a, a gaming addiction, um, you can most definitely reach out to UCAT. That's the UK Addiction Treatment. Um, and there's a, you can Google that uh, or you can get them on 0808 250 but yeah, man, I think uh, with, with a lot of the free games that are out these days, like the kind of uh, uh, loot, loot box kind of thing and almost like the uh, the buy to win kind yeah. of uh, um, situation yeah. that that the games are setting up now. Like A lot of people don't like FIFA because of FIFA Ultimate Team. It's so lucrative for them. Mm. And they literally set it up, like you explained, where you can put your real world money into buying these packs and then you can get a load of trash players. So you kind of think, man, I've got to buy more packs and more packs and more packs. Um, so that kind of thing is kind of uh, really hurt, really hurting people. It's really hurting people's pockets. And it's getting people addicted, man. It's getting them wanting to open more and more and more packs and spend more and more and more money and more and more time playing the game. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of pressure for young people to sort of keep up with those with money or... Uh, expendable income where they're having to try and buy all the things or buy all the latest suits or weapons for Fortnite so just be careful if you've got little ones out there you're listening to us or you're a gamer yourself don't go too too mad on it you know play some different games uh, chess is always available online or there's quizzes there's loads of pub quizzes or online quizzes I'm, and questions I think I'm fortunate being someone who's kind of grown up being broke and so I've always got that broke mentality still. Even yeah, though yeah, I do yeah. have the money to buy packs, yeah. I'm not buying no goddamn packs. <laughs> yeah. I can make a pack. I'll make you a pack. I ain't going to buy you a pack. <laughs> we got packs at home. <laughs> right, Start I'm making ready. some bootleg FIFA packs. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm someone who does the grind. Like, I'll play the game, play the shit out of the game and grind, grind for 
the you know whatever it is that I want. If I want to get players, then I'm going to do the little in-game um, objectives to try and unlock players that way. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, me too. I respect it. I respect it. But then I- it makes you spend more time playing the game because buying the pack is like something you do in a couple of minutes instead of actually spending uh, hours and hours grinding. So, um, you know, who wins? EA win at the end of the day. The, the game developers always win. That's it, man. That's it. Um, so, Cal, how are we looking for time, man? I think sort of we've, we've covered we've covered quite a lot in today's episode. It's Beer Rap Banner, at Beer Rap Bants. Um, just while you're looking, I just want to shout out Anderson at Hair Force One, who's doing a 24-hour haircut uh for the NHS, sort of, there was DJ EZ who was doing the 24-hour uh, DJing throughout the night and, and everyone was donating to proceeds for the NHS and other charities, but uh, Hair Force One, 24 hours of haircuts, all proceeds go to the NHS. So I just want to shout out Anderson because uh, I play football with him and he's a top lad and, yeah, he's cutting hair for charity and stuff, so I know he does a lot of things. So just, just thought I'd throw that in as we end this episode of Beer Rap and Banner. Nice. Seeing as I cut my hair, I shaved it all off. Looking good, bro. Oh, man. Yeah, I miss it, man. I miss the beard and the hair, but I had to do it. I, could, I, I don't know how sort of people do it themselves and make it looking, making look good. So, yeah, big, big up the massive, big up the massive. You know what might be a good idea? If, if barbers take to social media and maybe do some tutorials for people uh, to kind of help them cut their hair at home. They'd, they'd, be lose, they'd lose out on mad business then. <laughs> well, do you know what I mean? Come on. Maybe not because like a lot of people are doing like there's a there's a barber I follow called um, Slider and uh, he's got his store Slider Cuts in Hackney yeah and he does loads of these sort of tutorials showing people how he cuts hair um, and it, it kind of generates more business for him because his videos go viral on social media that's and true, it makes people think man I want to I want this guy to cut my hair yeah, yeah. You know I mean so while you don't know what you're doing, if he gives you a few pointers to do your little markups and stuff at home, then eventually when his shop opens, you might think, man, let me go and get this guy to give me the professional cut. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. Definitely. Chima, you don't have to worry about that. Obviously, you got um, you got a full set of hair here, bro. You're like Samson, giving you your hair, giving you powers right about <laughs> Not quite. I'm going bald right here, but because i got so much hair, you can't tell. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nah, it's all good, man. It's all good. Last question for Chima before we wrap up. When you're playing Overwatch, are you a medic? Ah, I'm a healer. Uh, ah, inter- uh, interestingly, it probably is my strongest uh, character just because the healers tend to be easier to play mechanically because they were designed so people who weren't really good at first-person shooters could get involved in the game and play with their friends who are, who are into first-person shooters. So, yeah, probably my strongest character is healing. Um, but I'm a sick tank, bro. And and if necessary, I can get down on, on DPS damage, bro. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> I, I, know, I know how the game needs to be. I know where the, the key is. You've got to know where damage needs to be applied. Do you know what I'm saying? But I guess you get that information as well from being a healer. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, I am a healer. I am, I am a medic, yeah. Six, six. Oh man, he's a healer in the game and he's a healer in real life too. Um, team Annie, it's been a pleasure talking to you, bro. You got you got any final thoughts you might like to share with the world, a little message you want to put out there? Or even just to promote your album? Stay home. Stay home. That's what I want. That's the message I wanna put out there. I heard there were three thousand people in which park? One of the parks, Burgess Park. Yeah. 
What the pass? Stay home. Stay home. That's my message. Please stay home. Really, 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 please stay home. Don't go out. You are allowed to go out once for exercise by yourself. You are allowed to go out to get food and medicine, and that's it. And ideally, you should only get get the shot once a week. Stay in your house. We need your help. You know what I'm saying? That's my message. Word up. Well, we appreciate you, man. Make sure you go out and get his new album, No Pressure. Oh, uh, you, don't, you don't need to go out and do that. You can just go on Spotify. No Pressure. Chima Anya, Soul Chef. You know what I'm saying? Stay in your house and stream No Pressure. That was the wrong word for me to, wrong way for me to phrase it, wasn't it? Don't go out. Download <laughs> yeah. it. Stay in your house and listen to my, my al- albums. And listen to all the old beer beer um uh, rap and bands podcasts you know what i mean this is episode 67 66 episodes for your ass to digest <laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying we've also got the uh we've also got the football podcast uh the football seasons on, on pause at the minute but you go check us out on the podcast play on uh which is under the beer rap and banner umbrella at beer rap bands myself ben english myself cal serious Thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you go share a friend, share the podcast love, and we're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.